Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. We are excited to be here because Audrey and I took a week off or so um, to be with our families around Thanksgiving. So it feels like a while, right, Audrey? Oh, yeah. I know. I didn't know. I don't know how I got through that week without talking to you. <laughs> I know. We we realized we've talked uh, at some point during the week every week for, what, three years now? Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's been fun and a really great part of our week. I, I've missed talking to Audrey and talking to you guys. So we're back. Um, although you didn't notice we were missing because we had episodes to load up. But um, today we're going to be talking about our family's history and not not necessarily before our current family, but like storing and sharing our current family's history, as in photos, videos, um, maybe some audio stories, et cetera. And uh, it's kind of an exciting topic. Um, we're going to share hopefully some, some fun tips for you. So one thing I wanted to share really quick before we got started was... Um, a little while ago, I think after my eighth baby, I decided to document with pictures getting back in shape after having my baby. And so I was just taking pictures of myself in my bathroom in clothes that I would not normally wear out in public, um, just so that I could see if I was making changes because oftentimes the scale wasn't reflecting things. And so I wanted to just see a picture history. Well, at the time, my pictures were automatically syncing with the cloud. And um, I wasn't really aware of that until my kids were like on an iPad scrolling through pictures and up pop these kind of awkward, (laughs) fairly immodest pictures of me in all my postpartum glory. And I was like, oh, note to self, store those on a private album somewhere. So there's your little tip for if you have any photos you don't want people to see and you're going through your photo history or it's synced somewhere. I'm sure that's happened to somebody else. But (laughs) Uh, anyway, um, I don't know, Audrey, do you do you stress over this concept? I personally do of of storing my family's history. Are you just chill about it? Um, yes, I stress that I'm not doing more. (laughs) Right. Totally. Uh, but then, um, my husband and I, a while back we were going through, so when we moved to our current house, um, we, things as part of the move, we stuck some boxes in the barn and we just thought they were like boxes of junk or things we wouldn't need. Well, a a couple months ago we were going through those boxes and you know like old college stuff is what we thought it was well we found one box was full of picture albums and they were just all moldy and mildewy and it was just heartbreaking to find these precious gorgeous memories that we hadn't seen in I don't know what 10 years or something and they Mm -hmm. had all this mold and mildew all over them Thankfully, of course, we had the negatives and they were stored somewhere else. And so we could reprint those pictures and it all turned out okay. But it just um, made me more aware of how little I have done in the past and am sometimes currently not doing to preserve uh, family memories. Oh, wow. Well, lesson learned. Yeah, for sure. You know, I had a friend a while ago tell me that after one of her moves, she had like three or four boxes in the garage that she hadn't opened for like five years. And she's like, I just took them to Goodwill because I thought if I hadn't used them in five years, I wasn't going to need them. I'm like, no, I know that I would have something in there that I would want to keep that I hadn't remembered, you know, like a photo (laughs) album or something. I wouldn't dare. I'm the kind of of dummy... I'm the kind of dummy that leaves money in cards. And so I I can't do that because I'm like giving away 
you know, hundreds of dollars or something. When I'm <laughs> totally. Like, oh, this is just junk. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so many of us stress over this concept. I think as moms, we feel like it's just one more thing added to our plate of organizing and storing and sharing every keepsake, every cute story that your family has or videos or photos, et cetera. Um, and Audrey and I believe that family history is really important, but we are also not fans of like going bananas and killing ourselves over it. So we got to find some happy medium. Yes, that is, that is true. So there are some things that living in our day and age that work in our advantage. We live in the digital era and that means we have the ability to record and store these memories on phones and devices that we carry with us, or we have access to 24 seven. That's, that's amazing. Think about, mm, you know, 150 years ago, they didn't have any way to record pictures um, it would be like paintings or, you know, things like that. And, you know, you remember and have seen the very earliest photographs where they, you know, they had to sit still for 10 minutes in order for it to take or something. So everybody looks really <laughs> cantankerous. <laughs> Can we move yet? Yeah. Uh, but this also exasper exacerbates the problem because the memories are there's so many of them that are now stored that just sifting through them, it can be exhausting. Like um, I have probably a thousand pictures on my phone and just thinking about sifting through them and just, you know, getting rid of all the ones where kids eyes are closed or, you know, whatever. It's just like, Oh, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> yes. Okay. On that, so, on that note, yeah. I um, replaced my phone. I got a cracked screen. So I uh, traded in for another one and had to transfer all my, content from one phone to the other and the guy looks at it and he's like uh you're gonna have to do this at home we don't have enough time <laughs> to sit here at the at t <laughs> store and do it Seven thousand seventy-four photos 788 videos <laughs> on my phone yeah now i'm impressed issues. with the storage of your phone because i don't know that my phone it's older but I, I don't know it could have that many videos and i do get it. like the biggest phone possible because i'm terrible at uploading but i'm getting better i'm going to share with you guys my step-by-step uh, -step process that i've been using this year it's been working really great the problem is just taking them off the phone because they are stored somewhere else now thankfully right. so <laughs> right right so when I kind of came to terms with the fact that I needed to do something about this and, and how was I going to go about it, I realized that I had to start with the end in mind. What was the point of storing these photos and videos and keepsakes? What did I want out of it all, right? Um, and so I, we're just going to throw a few ideas at you because it's totally up to you and your husband and your family, um, you know, what you want out of it at the end, you know, maybe when your kids are gone or when they leave for college or whatever. Um, but that is going to determine what and how you store what you have now, right? So a couple of examples are creating a photo book of each year of your family's life or creating a photo slideshow of maybe a child's childhood, um, having a family photo album maybe to send with a child when they get married or go off to college or creating a family video every other year, right? The options are endless. Yeah. And there are so many, um, apps and products out there. We're not even going to talk about any of them. Um, but there are, if you start looking into it, there are so many different ways that you can get help with, with this problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, a mm -hmm. few others might be, um, write down a quote from your kid when they say it, just write it down. I keep a journal, um, at night now. And I write down just five things every day that, you know, made me smile or make me happy. I know I've talked about this before, maybe on our Patreon episodes, but sometimes I just jot down a really cute thing that a kid 
said or did. And I, and I love, I've been flipping back through the year and I forgot, you know, what my, what cute thing my kids said back in February that made me smile, but there it is written down so I can remember it. So that's just a really simple, low tech way to, to write something down. Um, you don't have to take a picture of your kid every month or every day, take it once a year and, you know, display them side by side on the wall. Um, just throw everything in a box. It doesn't have to be fancy or pretty. Um, look, you know, but then get them out and look at them, um, during the holidays or birthdays or special events. A kid, my kids love to see what they looked like. I usually take pictures at their birthday. So then I'll, we'll go back and we'll look at, oh, this was your birthday five years ago. Look what you looked like then. And, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. You can make it as easy, laid back, complicated as you want. There are so many options. It's just kind of the thought here is kind of being intentional about what you do. And if you intentionally decide to just throw everything in a box, that's okay too. <laughs> right, right. You get to decide for sure. And uh, we personally are tend to be fans of doing things as easy as humanly possible. And I personally have found that even when it's a very simple goal, things tend to get more complicated and time consuming than you think they will be. So like make a goal and then lower your expectations, right? <laughs> so that if it does get more complicated, it's still doable. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so our our personal goal for storing or displaying photos and videos is just to preserve preservation, memories from childhood. And this kind of has come about because there is, up until, oh, maybe five years ago, we had one picture of my husband from his childhood. And it was so sad. There was, you know, you couldn't look mm -hmm. and see um, if anything, you know, if one of our kids looked like him when he was a kid or anything, there was like this one photo. <laughs> so no, this just utter lack um, of anything was, it was kind of motivating for me to preserve more of my my kids' um, memories. And then um, my mom did a very, very good job of um, cro um, chronicling my childhood, like writing down milestones. And, you know, she did, she was the kind of mom who could keep one of those baby books and it's got pictures and photos and that's really neat. And, and I have that. But then also there's a lack of, like that book is mostly about me. And my mom has um, lots and lots of photo albums of family events. And I have limited access to those just because we don't live close to each other. So that also is a motivator for me when I think about, you know, giving my children a part of their childhood to take with them. Um, just thinking about, you know, those photo books that my mom has that I don't get to look at once every, you know, few years be just because of location. Okay. So my personal goal, and this is something I came up with just this year, because like I said, this was one of my big goals this year was I wanted to be able to have, and again, this is a little bit on the more complicated side. And so I'll tell you what I'm expecting to have happen, but <laughs> I would love to have two books to give each child when they leave home or even even later when they, you know, get married or start a family. And one would be picture highlights of just them, you know, one just for Finn, and then a separate one of all the family memories. Um, but I fully recognize that that might be out of my wheelhouse. And so I'm totally okay with just having one family book as well. But I'm, I'm kind of working towards that, that first goal. Um, the family book would be mostly the same for each child. Obviously, we have a big age span, fairly big, not as big as Audrey's, but it might change, obviously, for the younger kids because they're not going to have as many memories as their of their older siblings, and so they'll probably want to see more of the things that they they remember. But I just plan on basically printing the same thing 10 different times and handing it out. So that should be really, really simple when the time comes. Um, and then when it comes to family videos, I plan on keeping them stored and with me to watch on holidays, obviously, if somebody wants a copy, I can burn them a DVD or something. But I think that's one of my favorite things to do, both as a child and as a parent, is to look back on old family videos, especially on special events. So I'm excited to do that. 
Oh, yeah. There is something like that um, in my husband's family. And I have never seen these old videos, but I've heard that they exist out there. And somebody's keeping them, and they would be super fun to see and watch. So more of a personal goal for saving and sharing family memories. Um, well, my my husband um, has kind of some really neat um, things that his different people in his family have done. So his grandma wrote a book of her, basically her and her husband, well, her childhood, and then of her and her husband's um, and, and their kids. So like her, her childhood and her children's childhood. And she published these books and they're available. I mean, you can, you can go buy them. I, they might be on Amazon anyway, anybody in the family and they have quite a large family cause they have 13 kids and, you know, 63 grandkids and blah, blah, blah. And anybody can go buy these, these books or get their hands on one of these copies, which is really neat. Like for my kids to see, because they never met, none of my kids ever met this grandma who wrote the books, my husband's grandma, but they're out there and they can read it. And it's part of their history too. Um, my maternal grandmother um, had some photo albums. That's probably where my mom got it from was that her mom did the same thing. And what I really like about these is she went through and then my mom went through after her and they're all labeled with names and dates and locations. So these people in this book these, these photo albums of my grandma's, I wouldn't know them from anybody else on earth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would recognize my mom in them, but, um, that they're labeled is really, really neat because then there's a, there's a, there's information. It's not just photos. Like so many photo albums are just photos. And when, when you pass mm -hmm. it on to another generation, then the information is lost, but these are labeled. So that's pretty, pretty neat. And I think my mom made an attempt after my grandma passed to, finish labeling or pass them on to other siblings who might know and be able to help her with the labeling. So that was kind of a neat thing. Um, my sister has made a photo book of a, um, a couple memories that are pretty special to our family. And, um, one, one that she's made that's very special to me is, um, a photo album of, in memory of my dad who passed away when I was in my early twenties. And, um, so that's really neat to have. And, and keep those memories and, and be able to show those to my kids and pass those on. So I guess kind of the, the goal again here is just to preserve memories and pass on that information to, to other generations. Um, and, and it keep going forward. Yeah. It sounds like you have a lot of really great family historians on both sides, which is really a, a blessing, right? To have somebody that has taken good care of that. I love that. Um, Okay, hold on. There was something I was going to say. Oh, you know, I think that one of the reasons some of us struggle with this is because saving your family's history is a um, requires a bit of confronting your own mortality, right? Mm -hmm. And none of us like to do that. We all like to think that we're going to be around forever. Despite all the overwhelming evidence that we are all going to pass away someday, we still like to <laughs> forget that and maybe not fully confront that fact head on. And by doing so, we like to just pretend we'll always be around to explain what these photos mean, but we won't be because no one ever is. And so by being just aware of that and saying, Hey, this is a blessing I'm passing on to my children and their children and their children's children. Um, you know, we can be a lot more cognizant of the fact that we have this knowledge that someone will want someday and to, to be better at, at storing it. You know, I love that, that thought. 
Um, I personally am a little bit less organized when it comes to family stories or memories than I am photos, but I will share one tool that I've used and I know I've talked about it on Instagram before, and that's the keepsake app. And we'll have a link in the show notes, but it, it, there's a free option and, but I have the paid one. It's just a couple bucks a month. Um, and you get to enter funny quotes or cute memories of your kids. You can even save photos in it now as well. Um, and they even have a text option. So if you're too lazy to open the app, you can just text a, a cute quote of your kids and then it saves it in the app. It's brilliant. And then obviously backed up on their server. So you don't have to worry about breaking a phone or something and then losing all your memories. So that's really, really fun. Um, I have, there's a little section for each child. I just click which child I want to save it in type a funny quote or a cute memory, add a photo if I want to, and then boom, it's done. It, it really doesn't get any easier than that. So in fact, just, just for humor's sake, I have to share one that I saved yesterday. My eight-year-old goes to a local like trampoline, indoor trampoline park where they do this ninja class that he loves. They teach him how to like jump on these blocks and tumble and all these fun <laughs> things, right? He loves it. And so he comes home from the class the other day and he goes, you know, mom, I thought that by now I'd get some abs. <laughs> like defined abs, you know, but I haven't yet. Maybe at the end of the month and then it'll be like a Christmas present. (laughs) He just wants to be strong like his big brothers and have abs. So I thought that was adorable. And I wrote it down and now it's saved forever. I'm so excited. And you can use the app to print out books too. But I mean, even just a note on your phone works just as well to just jot down the cute things your kids say. That is adorable. I think I'm going to go get some abs too for Christmas. (laughs) So I was like, give me your, give me your, uh, your plan, buddy. Cause I, I want the same. Yeah. Yeah. Other kind of non more non-conventional ways of preserving memories and photos and so on. Um, like you, if you have a blog, you can get a free blog. There's lots of free platforms out there and just kind of chronicle your family's history or day-to-day life, whatever, um, a journal, like I mentioned, this podcast is kind of, um, Bonnie and I are sharing, lots of things about our families um, as we go through it. So it's kind of recording some information as we go. Um, Social media definitely kind of is a built-in way to record and store um, information like, you know, Facebook has a timeline and you can scroll back on your timeline or through your photos. The big caveat here is that as we are seeing, uh, you do not own your information on social media. They can decide at any point to deplatform you or whatever they want. Um, so you should definitely have another copy somewhere else, print it, download, whatever. But it is um, a way that a lot of people use to, it's kind of a built-in organization system for photos and timeline things. And so those are some more unconventional ways that you can just use as tracking your your history or your life. Yeah. And the bonus with those is that you share them with the world as well. I mean, obviously not everything if you want to make it more private, but, um, you know, you get to share with grandma and the aunts and the uncles and the cousins while you're also saving it for yourself. So that's a great idea. Chat books is another great, um, tool you can use to turn your social media. So your Instagram account into books. We did that for many years and my kids love going back and looking through those. Okay. So, uh, one quick note here, if you're like Audrey and I, and you have your photos and videos of kids mixed between like all digital and some physical, you might need to come up with more than one way to store and share these. So we've been parents long enough that we actually have some real photos of our kids (laughs) sitting in boxes instead of everything in the cloud. Um, and so that requires just a little bit of different, you know, you probably have some of those of your childhood. 
if you're old enough to listen to this, right? Uh, so for our physical photos, um, we actually have most of them in just old school photo albums. Unfortunately, a lot of them are not labeled. So I need to go back and do that as much as I can remember before it gets too late and my memory totally goes. Um, but someday I would like to have those scanned so we can share them with all the kids. But, you know, for now, they're they're pretty safe. Uh, my, the only other thing I would add is if you have copies or negatives, you might want to stick them in a safe preferably a fireproof safe or like a safety deposit box that just covers all your bases in case something heaven forbid were to happen to your house, then you would lose, you know, all those memories as well. Right. Yes. And my husband is currently in the process of doing that with all of our, um, actual physical photos. He's, um, converting them to the film and the negatives and the everything into digital copies so that we have copies of that. So smart. And, yeah. And then he's organizing all the digital photos that we have, like from our old, you know, every time you get rid of a laptop, what do you do with, you know, what was stored on that and all the memory and things. So he's, he's um, working on organizing all those digital photos by year. And then um, I think he's got a system where he's making notes on those as well. But I didn't ask him before this what, what he's doing. And then once that's done, then you can just, you know, it's so easy to copy it to the thumb drive and give it to anybody else who wants access so that you can share, you know, you can share physical photos and albums, but you can just copy to thumb drive and give that to anyone who wants access to an easy way um, that I've been something that I've started doing since I have so many photos on my phone is making albums on my phone. And so, well, it does that kind of automatically where you, um, it'll take the face and it'll make a whole album or a whole slideshow just for that face, but you can do it more purposeful as well. You can do it um, by kid or by month or whatever. Um, We have physical albums from the past and uh, we're working on digitizing those as well. I did, you know, some people are big into scrapbooking. I'm not a huge scrapbooker, but I did do one for our wedding and um, often on our anniversary, my husband and I will look through that and that's kind of, that's kind of fun. Um, and then I too wanted to em- stress the emphasis of offsite or cloud storage on whatever you're doing because um you know, a fire or a flood or you name it can happen. And so all your hard work can just be <laughs> destroyed. In, and so it just, you know, if you, cloud storage is great. Um, of course you can lose access to that if you're on a paid plan, but anyway, just think about different ways that you can store these things somewhere other than your home or your device. Yeah, it could be as simple as, hey, telling your sister, will you store my photo, a copy of my photos, I'll store yours, right? Um, so that there's just a second place, you know, chances of both of your houses going up in flames on the same day is pretty, pretty small. <laughs> just some sort of backup to, you know, just for a little peace of mind. Okay, so my system this year, I wanted to share that with you guys because I've been talking about it um, and it's worked really well. I'm planning to write all this in a blog post as well as I go through the steps, just because I know a lot of people were asking me about it. But Uh, basically what I do is at the end of each month, I go through the photos for that month. So let's say we're going through the photos for November. I will choose all of my favorites and really, it really only ends up being about 15, maybe 20 photos each month. Even, even though I take probably hundreds, you know, probably the vast majority are screenshots of something I'm trying to remember, (laughs) (laughs) like a cute outfit I want to try to sew or something. Um, so really there's only about 15 or so photos each month that I want to save. And then like you, Audrey, I create a special album for them. It'll say November, 2021. And I will put those favorites in that album. And then I move all, and then I say, upload that album to Dropbox. That's the, the offsite 
storage that I use. I, I have a paid plan for that. So there's plenty and plenty of space. And then I'm done for the month. And it, I mean, it probably takes me 20 minutes, maybe. I usually do it on a lazy Sunday afternoon or something. Um, at the end of the year, the plan is to create, so I've just done this for 2021 so far, but the plan is to create a photo album for that year, just from those favorites. And then I get to delete everything off my phone from that year. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. And like, obviously I haven't done that for this year yet because I have 7,000 photos and still a couple of 2020s, but that is the plan going forward. And the nice thing is even if I get behind, I think right now I'm currently a couple months behind. It really only takes like an afternoon of listening to an audiobook or something to do it real quick. It is not a really long, arduous process. And then I feel really, really secure that even if my phone gets dropped in the toilet, everything is taken care of. I mean, you can also just pay the five bucks a month for like unlimited iCloud or something, but this is just how I've been doing it. So you got to decide what your strength is, what your weaknesses are, and how to capitalize on those to save your precious memories the best way you know how with as little effort so that, you know, you actually keep doing it. Um, yeah. So those are our, our tips and hopefully some of them help you. Yep. So my final thoughts here are this, none of this, what we're talking about is necessary, obviously. It's just a quality, quality of life thing or something, you know, to put forward for your kids. But think about, oh, think about if you were blind, then everything we're talking about photos would be a moot point, right? So it's not like you can live without this. <laughs> Don't let this stress you out what we're talking about. But um, if you're inclined to want to preserve things for your kids, um, it just, you know, be intentional about it. Memories fade, they get lost, they get forgotten, or they die with generations, that kind of thing. And so if you want to have something to pass along to your kids, um, it's kind of neat uh, to make an intentional effort to pass something on. I know that um, my grandfather just passed away a couple weeks ago, and now I'm very curious about, of course, you start thinking about, you know, everything that you could have asked him or, you know, maybe pictures or, you know, what was it like when you were at my age or that kind of thing. And, and photos and memories and journals and that kind of thing can sort of fill in the gap and maybe, keep a person sort of alive to you. And then once again, whatever you do decide to do, just the importance of preserving it from um, from loss or destruction by, you know, whatever, a, a flood, a, a fire, anything that might happen so that your effort that you have decided to put in doesn't get lost. But it's just kind of neat. I know one of my favorite things when I was, when I was a child was to look at just spend a lazy afternoon looking at the photo albums of things that I remembered and then some things that I didn't remember. And it was just kind of a neat thing to look at. And um, I know my kids love grabbing my phone and sitting down and scrolling back through the pictures and, oh, look, this is when so-and-so was born. Wasn't that cute? And I did this and I was that. <laughs> so um, photos can trigger a lot of memories for us. And that's just kind of a neat thing to be able to hold and remember ourselves and then also to be pat to be able to pass those on to our kids as well. Yes, I love that. I I love doing the same. Looking through old photos or sharing them with my kids is my favorite because you know, you and I have much better memories than our children do just because they're younger, probably not on a day-to-day -day basis, but just because they can't remember what went on when they were one or two or three. And so to show them those memories is just delightful to watch their little faces and, oh my goodness, look how chubby I was. Oh, look what I was doing. And you know, it's so fun. Everybody likes to see themselves the best, right? <laughs> I know one of my favorite things is when my kids look at pictures and they see a picture of, you know, the family before they were born and they're always, the real young ones, they're just like, where was I in this picture? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. 
you were in heaven. You weren't here. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> See that twinkle in your dad's eye? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but then that leads to a whole other conversation you got to have. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. So I resorted to say, well, you were still in my tummy. See my tummy? You were yeah. still in my tummy. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one thing I did want to just reiterate, don't let this episode stress you out. That's the last thing we want to give you guys. We just want to let you know that you have it completely in your capacity to save as much or as little as you want. And you might have huge goals and yet you might only have the time to sit down for an hour a year and collect a few things. That's okay. That is totally acceptable. You know, you could all sit down on Christmas day and say, what do we want to remember about 2021? And everybody throws out a few ideas and you write them down and you put them in your safe and you throw in a family picture done. Like really, it can really be that simple. And you, and generations to come would appreciate that much information about your family. Don't let the overwhelm turn into paralysis where you do nothing. Cause you're like, Oh, I can't do all the scrapbooking things that I see everywhere. Totally unnecessary. Do whatever you can that is actually doable and that you won't, and that won't terrify you into paralysis. Right. <laughs> Um, and you know, this, it's just so fun to think that this is the story of our lives. Like we're creating it every single day. Um, I like to think about it like that so that I remember not to miss it. Cause I like to get busy doing my things and then forget to just really live in the moment. But when we write it down, that can be helpful in helping us to live in the moment because we're thinking, what do we want to remember about this? Do I want to remember the way my five-year-old looked up at me and giggled every time I tickled her? Do I want to remember how my 10-year-old would rollerblade around the driveway over and over and over until she just got dizzy and started laughing. You know, all these fun little memories that happen every day. And then within a couple of months, they'll stop happening because they kids grow or something changes. What do I want to remember about these days that I'm living right now? So that's what we're going to leave with you guys. We think you're doing phenomenal jobs as mothers, even if you just take that one picture and save it a year. That is enough. We'll talk to you next week.